0: Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Hanging at the house podcast, I'm your host, Mr. Watt. This is Vision House Studios, make music for TV, film, and video games. And y'all know what we do, season three, we out here in the building. On today's show, we have another full-sale alumni, a great, amazing story, somebody I met on LinkedIn, we connected and I had to get her on the show. She is the CEO and lead manager at Dare to Defy Management. Junior talent agent at Art Talent. And a music program director, which I am a music program director myself for. We are the future or we the future. Yeah. <laughs> Ari Gonzalez is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. What's happening? Not
1: much. Really just started my day. Like this. The podcast gave me a reason to to wake up today because I try to keep weekends as as low-key as possible. Okay. But um, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm always looking to kind of tell stories and talk about what I love to do. So I'm excited.
0: Yeah, well, while we're talking about what you love to do and your ears be engaged, I noticed that. I had mine done for a couple of years now. Let's get into the background check. So like when you go fill out a job application they ask you who you are, where you from, and all the other good stuff. Get into your background and how we kind of zipline up to today of who Ari is and why she's taking over the artist management game one artist at a time.
1: Sure. So my parents both moved from up north down south uh, to Florida um, where they eventually met and had me. My dad is from New York. My mom is from Baltimore. So two very culturally rich places. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've always been a very music oriented person. Thankfully, my mom really, like, fostered that within me, like, anything that I wanted to do, she was behind me, and music was the thing that, like, always stayed around. Um, Throughout middle school, I was in a rap group, and that's when I kind of started, like, doing music and and putting myself out there. Mm -hmm. In high school, I was like, I'm not going to college. I really hated high school because I went to being in Sarasota, Florida, that's where I'm from um it's just a very like white preppy area that was not kind to me um so i did not like high school i was like i want to get out as soon as possible i didn't want to go to college i just wanted to like try to be an artist um and be a waitress like that was that was the artist my, dream that's right? what I, thought I was gonna do wait tables and, um,
0: and make beats
1: hype <laughs> shit yeah so um but eventually full sail came to my school and they did a presentation and i was like you know what like I could see myself at this school and not be miserable and I could see it actually help me with the goals that I have in the future. Um, So I ended up going to Full Sail for Music Business, literally probably three months into my program is when they, you know, start talking about all the different jobs in the industry and breaking them down. That's when I learned about artist management. And then a week later, I had my first client because I had made the decision, like, this is what I want to do. So I went and did it. Yeah, I mean, from there, pretty soon after is when I got affiliated with, with Be The Future. And I'm still 17 at the time as this is happening because I graduated from high school at 16. Um, but so as this is happening, I, I get in with <laughs> I get in with Be The Future, which is a company here in Orlando. They just, the main reason that I, I got in with them is because they have this open mic that it, it didn't feel like an open mic just for artists. Like it felt like an open mic that anyone could come and enjoy themselves at which I really liked. I just enjoyed what was going on. And, you know, kind of classic, like, get your foot in. I was like, anything that you guys need from me, let me know. Like, I'm I'm willing to, to just help you out. And that spiraled into, like, at 17, me helping them build their music department. And from there, building courses and helping build directories, doing a lot of artist relations work. Yeah, I've, I've still been with them. It's been awesome. We have a lot of cool stuff coming out. Towards the end of my time at Full Sail, one of my professors, Andrea Taylor, reached out to me. She reached out to me to manage her career, um, but then she also had an opening at her talent agency. And I was like, I'll do that too. Like, Shout, shout out
0: to Full Sail professors that give you jobs,
1: okay? <laughs> no, shout, seriously. And I feel like, like, just to touch on it, because... There, people have a lot of conceptions and opinions about full sale, right? And the way that it works. I have my own opinions. I have my own things that I don't like. But the truth of the matter is like everything that full sale gives to you in education, you need to utilize it in order to actually get somewhere. You need to. It's true. Like, one of the things that I'm so glad that I did is that as pretty much as soon as I got to Orlando from Sarasota, I put myself in the scene and everything that I was learning in school, I translated it outside of school so that I could continue to to understand it in the best way possible. And now I'm teaching those things. But yeah, I just really don't like when people like expect for full cell to like get them a job straight out of college and like think that things are gonna be handed to them when they haven't
0: you gotta put in done the work. The
1: work. Yeah, exactly. Like so I just I needed to say that. So you I, were like nineteen
0: twenty <laughs> when you graduated full sale, right?
1: I graduated full sale at 18.
0: Okay, you graduated full sale at 18. You hit the ground running. I want to give a, a bit of context really quick, right? For most kids that come out of high school that think that this industry is easy, that it's fun. Mm-hmm. We love it. It can be fun, but we love it. There's a difference. There's a there's a rush that you get. There's something that you get from what we do from creating, from being around creatives and sharing those things that doesn't come easy and not everybody that wants to do something is good at it some people really like to cook you don't want to go over there for dinner <laughs> just—it it is what it is but for those that have it that want to put in the work that really that can go to sleep and see themselves in a specific position or where they want to be and won't take no for an answer you're gonna win Stop watching the clock. I've been saying stop watching the clock for a while and just do the work. Like people start asking me about my work or even doing interviews and other things. Blessed you. Thank Uh, you. (laughs) Even those things. I'm like, I forgot because people bring stuff up. Like I, I just do the work and I move on to the next job. That's, that's the way I've been for a while. And then I'll eventually take a minute to look back and I'm like, Oh yeah, that was nice. That was cool. It was fun. Let's add that to that and go from there. So one of the youngest people out here in the industry with three years roughly of experience at this point, like of hearty experience and and meeting different people. How do you feel like, what is your biggest attribute when it comes to like networking and making connections with people?
1: So... This is going to be, like, real cliche, but real honest. Being a young girl makes things a lot easier when you're uh, in an industry full of young guys. Hmm. Um, it's not, I'm. I'm rarely, honestly, I don't think I've ever had a situation where I've gone up to a group of guys. Because that's, in this industry, that's who you're around. When you're in the clubs, yeah. when you're in the studio, you're around a whole bunch of young guys. So I've never had a a situation where I've gone up to talk to one and they've been like, why are you talking to me? Like, it's pretty, (laughs) you know, you know, like it's pretty um, simple to approach people. But definitely when I, when I first got into like the networking game, I had to break through a lot of um, social anxiety because I was not used to that. I was used to being the height, the, cause I used to have a shaved head. I was like super emo-esque type person. And I didn't talk to anyone. I was the weird kid in the back that, had like my friends. So I was not used to like a lot of on the spot social interaction. So breaking through that, um, was difficult, but it just kind of goes back to what you said. Like you have to do the work. I realized that this is something that I need to do and I couldn't afford to like be scared and I couldn't afford to just like dilly dally around. Um, so, yeah, I mean, being fearless in that and just being willing to to speak to anyone, but also something that I kind of live by is that every single person that you speak to has value. So if I walk into a room with 50 people, I want to try to talk to every single one of those people, regardless of like what their supposed stature is and what people think of them, because they have something that I can utilize and I have something that I can in turn you know give to them. So I think coming at things with that lens also opens things up because there's definitely a lot of people that when they're networking especially in this industry, there's only some people that they'll talk to or give the time of day to. Um and they miss out on a lot of opportunity of a lot of people who are work really hard for you, a lot of people who can do something that you have no you don't know anybody else who could do that. A lot of people who have different expertises because they've, you know, spent their life doing that who just don't have the clout. So yeah, that's a big part of of my philosophy
0: when it comes to networking what was okay so i'm an introvert that got some great advice from a few people hall of famers and other people extreme introvert that is less of an introvert now if you had to give advice to new students grads that were coming out ready quote-unquote ready to tackle this networking thing what is one of the things that you do that kind of helped you master that up to this point
1: Oh, um, really going back to being fearless, but I think challenge yourself, right? So like give your, make it a game that t- to me, that's the the thing. So like going back this, so you have 50 people in that room. Okay, this is something I'm new to. So I'm going to try to talk to 10 of these people. And, and make it a game. Like, I got to talk to this amount of people in this amount of time. I'm just going to walk up, see how it goes. And also, like, bring a friend with you. I think that's something that also um, can you help me out. Yeah, like, ha- have someone by your side that, like, you know if, it, if you get a little bit too uncomfortable or you're starting to yeah just be uncomfortable comfortable generally and you don't want to be alone in the situation yeah. you have someone that you can fall back on and speak with and maybe that person is more social is more personable and can rope you into things but I find that when you're networking and you're comfortable that's when the best things happen is, is when you're fully comfortable and you're open to things but honestly it's like practice makes perfect but the, the first time that people go out and network I mean the first time I went out and network I don't think I talked to anyone my goal was to speak to people was to speak to people, but I, I didn't at all, and I had to get you know acclimated to the kind of atmosphere that it is. So once you once you do it more, I mean that's really the the more that you do something, the more comfortable that it gets. Yeah, repetition. It is exactly
0: Le- learning through repetition is a, mm-hmm. is a big thing, and picking that up and running with it at that point. And if you had outside of networking, what keeps you organized? What keeps you That's a big thing with management, too, It's like, you got to be organized, and you got to maintain that and be able to adapt to change as it comes with that, which you've already shown with me, so I I thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you you you. for putting up with my shenanigans in the meantime. (laughs) But I I had to get you on the show because I heard your story, I read it, and it resonated with me so hard to be like, stop watching the clock, grind it out. You got it. You got it. Regardless of what anybody else is saying or doing to fight through all the adversity and it's to keep that tunnel vision on. By the time you you 35, you you'll be ready to retire from doing whatever you choose to do. And the
1: funny thing is, it's like I don't think I ever retire like exactly how like the old heads, you know, they get 50, 60 (sighs) no
0: offense <laughs> but
1: they, they get and then they retire and then five years later they're like I'm bored I'm trying to get back into the game like I feel like I'm yeah. very much going to be like that but it won't be like the pressure
0: what's some of the next steps for you what is what is the evolution for Ari
1: so really expansion on all fronts is, is what I'm going for um, with We the Future a lot of what I've done um, is education and development for independent artists And that's something that I found I've had a really, I have a a very big love for. Um, I've kind of found out that like, if I wasn't in music, I would probably be a school teacher. The same reason that I love education is the same reason that I love management, because it's all about helping people realize their potential. And and actualize their goals. So I would really like to expand on that front. I've built a course through We the Future, and that that's the biggest thing is just expansion on all areas. The two the two artists that um, I primarily work with on the management basis, looking for expansion for them, looking for expansion on all fronts. I have some really cool projects in the works when it comes to uh, more educational industry things, which I'll give like a little bit of insight onto, but I do be super (laughs) bored about it. Essentially, and actually, I think this would be a great thing to to bring to you, is I'm putting together a group of young professionals under 25 for a panel called Breaking In and Building Under 25, Okay. where I really just want to showcase these young badasses like who are just killing the game. But it all kind of started with the idea that there needs to be a change in this industry, and it's coming. But the people who are in power kind of need to understand that. Like yeah. I'm very much of the belief that young people and the end of the rise of independence is taking over. Like, I think there's, of course, there's always going to be a uh, major influence and there's always going to be people in that sphere who are making decisions, but the young professionals who are coming up are like no other. They, Oh yeah. It's, it's, yeah, they, it's they, they're ridiculous. ridiculous.
0: I'm teaching. I'm teaching in high schools right now.
1: Mm, and oh, wow.
0: It, it makes my job so much easier because I'm like, you guys already understand technology versus me teaching adults who mm. don't. So the I've been saying it for a while. Pro Tools is not the big dog in the yard. All your old technology has been replaced with things that are three times faster, and these kids are picking it up. And I'm saying kids because I'll be 45 in a few weeks, but I embrace the technology. I've always been somebody who, I mean, you look around my room, Mm -hmm. I'm running out of space. But (laughs) it's like that thing, the old guard should embrace and mentor you for the professional part of it. But the technical part, you can learn from these young kids that can help you optimize and make what your situation is more efficient stop fighting them
1: and that's exactly what the at the basis the panel is about like we're really trying to create spaces um the panel it's breaking in and building under 25 but it's for more seasoned professionals it's for older professionals and for companies who are looking to hire younger people so they can figure out how do these kids actually operate how are we going to be able to actually bring them in in a way that is um more additive to the company or to the industry at large, I'm with you. Um, because there, I, I believe it was like the, the CEO of Airbnb and he was talking about remote work, but I connect it so heavily to, to the, the purpose of this panel. Um, he said, the best talent is not in your state. It's around the world. And the best talent is not someone who has five, 10 years of experience it's people around the world who have different upbringings and who have different experiences and, right. and different passions and and different time that they've put in. Um, and I just want that to, to be exposed. I want to start a, a larger conversation about it. And I want for there to be a level of understanding on both sides. And I'm a big believer that the way to get to understanding is by listening to somebody's story. So a lot of the panel is just hearing hearing the the young folks' story and like, what are the, the similarities that we've had along the way because of our youth? What are the differences that we've had because of, you know, sex, race, gender, all of these different things, these interne- intersectionalities, um, and how can we move forward and make it better for the people who are coming under us, but also, of course, bring opportunities for anyone who's in that room, create a space where, you know, mentorship, jobs.
0: And I want to like spend that. a second to speak to younger people, like, you know, 20s maybe Mm -hmm. early thirties, take a minute to listen to the OGs that have spent 15, 20 years doing what you want to do because their experience has value within itself. Not just the fact that their techniques are old, but they can get you in the rooms that you probably couldn't get in otherwise. So don't just write them off because of their age or their quote unquote old experience. There's, It's a two-way street. It's going to have to be some give and take. And what I believe is that all of that dialogue, and especially what you're doing that is facilitating us keeping work in the industry. Because if you're not in the industry itself, then it doesn't have any value to you. They're already trying to devalue every form of entertainment down to 99 cents a month. And that's not a sustainable living for most of us. So at the end of the day, we're doing what we have to do to bring value. So we're not living that life of a starving artist is a normalized thing, or you should be happy that somebody's doing that as a segue into the, the artist thing. I want to get into the song that you sent me. I have no idea how to pronounce the name. Flair.
1: Flair. Yeah.
0: Flair. I got it right. Ooh, let's go. Go me, go me. I can read sometimes. So, uh, with that, she sent over a track. Is the artist that you manage?
1: Yeah, this is what this is one of my primary artists, but also my best friend. Like, okay, my, my best friend in the whole world. It's your boo
0: thing, uh, your now, ride or die. I'm, I'm joking ride about or die, the boo. Yeah, Let's <laughs> go. We, we, uh,
1: but yeah, this, uh, I believe the song that I sent in is something that's going to be released um later in July on the 22nd. So, you guys are getting a little creep away pre- preview. Yeah, if y'all um, not
0: into real hardcore hip hop. If you don't like the N word, if you don't like cussing and and aggressiveness, go ahead and fast forward to whatever <laughs> you after the song start because we about to play this joint regardless, and we are gonna get back at you in a minute. This is Phil Air, creep away. This is just PJ mix.
1: Yeah, that's the engineer that that worked on it for us. Um, great guy here in Orlando at a spot called Interspace. Uh, Shout out yeah. to
0: Interspace. Shout out to PJ out. doing good mixes and whatnot. We're going to get back at y'all in a second. This is the Hangout at the House podcast. We're here with Ari Gonzalez. Let's... We're going to get into the song. We'll be right back. Holla at your boy
2: yeah okay ain't nobody better than me get that shit crystallized main bitch phoning me saying that she's dick deprived fans want for me to remind y'all that the crown sits here on top of these nap balls i don't know what you call rap when i hear these niggas rap i know the trash man he's taking too many days off since I like take charge path need more god because i get options. from opportunities spawn. throwing shots we send them back like they are defective you the type to type top locations to detect this Ball readers now why your palms are sweaty Cause she saw a nigga dressed for Chicago weather And these niggas think they got it Forgot I gave it to him riding bicycles We're training, wasn't think they really moving I'ma put the game on this air No resting Sweaty's rappers for the all the Westerns, wait Hold on, hold on, wait a fucking minute. Look, okay, I ain't got no seconds for them niggas that's in second place. Got some tea to sip, but ain't no tips on how to elevate. Grab through adversaries like the Oris Aries. And these niggas thinkin' sweet like the blackest berry. hopping out the nest, turn Bindy day. If you spend your days binging. you regular with shows. J.G. inside your penman. Wouldn't take the beat of boss. you Billy and Apprentice. Got a pen for a brain, but act pretentious. Wishing that I fucked. Nigga, stop, that's a waste of breath. I just put the rap, King gonna get my back arrest Better than them niggas in your camp That is not a flex Your bitch heard my last mixtape Said I'm too brisk I don't got time for these niggas They gon' tune in Wanna say you better Well, motherfucker, let's prove it Tryna shift the culture with these raps Niggas, excuse me You just have my A's And my life do need a movie My nigga, I'm gone
0: That was Philaire with Creep Away, Hardcore Joint. I played it quite a few times. It might make it on my playlist uh, for my personal listening. It it hit me me in the feels some kind of way. It was refreshing to hear that type of thing, uh, to take me back to old head days, as (laughs) y'all would say, (laughs) in the 90s for some Mm hip-hop. So that's your best friend, getting it busy. You got PJ on the mix. You're pushing it and promoting it. Let's talk about what it is to to manage artists like that right now.
1: It's interesting because there's a lot of artists who they want to make it, so they try to mimic people instead of taking inspiration from music that they love per se. So, Flair, um was honestly like bred to be a performer. His his father came up in the Chicago scene. He's he's from from South Side of Chicago. I'm from the West Side. Um, Oh wow. Yeah. But um so he grew up rapping, grew up understanding how to do so, grew up with a lot of poetry on his side. In high school, he he started a program called Beats and Bars where it was just a program for high school kids to learn how to how to make beats and how to write music through poetry. And um music is just something that is extremely ingrained in him and it's a big part of who he is. So yeah. when you hear Philae's music, it's you're listening to who he is he rather sounds than passionate. Y- very much so. And yeah. if you see him perform, like that is to me, that's the, that's the peak of Philae when he's on stage. Um, but when you're hearing his music, you're hearing who Flair is opposed to someone that he is like who someone that's curated, if you could say. And he's very uh, creep away, showcases a lot of his development while he's been at Full Sail. He really hasn't put anything out since he moved from Chicago to Florida. Okay. Uh Creep Away is the first song that we kind of decided like this is what we want to do. It it like I said, it showcases his growth. It's a call out to people. If you if you hear the lyrics, he very much is there there's one part that he says, like, you say you better, well motherfucker, let's prove it. Do you put in the time like I do? Do you want this? Is this really who you are? Are you willing to to go the extra mile and and be your complete authentic self in order to make the best music possible? Go ahead and drop
0: his go ahead and drop his info for people that want to check him out.
1: Yeah, yeah. Do your your artist
0: management thing. (laughs) Uh,
1: No, but yeah, you can find Phalair primarily on Instagram at p h a l a i r underscore 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 underscore. (laughs) but yeah, if you go to the link in his bio, you'll be able to find all of his music, any shows that we're doing coming up and things like that. His his website is currently under... Uh,
0: construction? There yeah, it's cur- <laughs> currently yeah.
1: under construction. Um, but it should be coming out very, very soon within the next couple of weeks. Um, Flair is also a producer, so if you like the music that he makes, he makes a majority of his, of his beats as well. So. Definitely tap him with tap in with him on that, and he's definitely a big specializer in like chopping samples, bringing that boom back, like very hip hop feel. And yeah, I mean, he just there's no there's no bad things I could say to him. I could talk about how great Flair is for for a long time, but um, yeah, we're just very excited to to bring this single to you guys. We have a music video coming out for it, so you should be seeing a lot of promo for that within the next couple of weeks. What's and, your promo? Um, Huh? What's your promo? We have a couple of different like series that we're putting in. Um, People that's trying
0: to get at you. People trying to network with you. Artists need
1: your services.
0: If somebody trying to pay some of your bills, you got to let them know how to get at you too.
1: Absolutely. So if you want to go to my company's website, you can go uh, to dareanddefy.net where you'll kind of be able to learn about what I do on the consulting side, what my pricing is like, um, I do free preliminary consultations for everyone. So if you just want to see if I can help you, what's the best way to go about things, definitely schedule one of those. If you want to just like see what I'm doing within my daily life, go ahead and follow me on Instagram. That's Nadie Sabe Official. So N-A-D-I-E-S-A-B-E Official. Um, I am also a musician i'm just not very out yet so i do a lot of like studio musician work and background vocals so if you want to see some of that you can find that there if you want educational content for independent artists you can find that there you just want to see what i'm what i'm doing pretty pictures and shit like that you can (laughs) you can find that there Um, and if you go crazy selfies (laughs) but if you go to my my instagram you'll see in my link tree like there's my Twitter, there's my TikTok, there's my LinkedIn, my podcast. Um, everything is, Everything is is there. So,
0: so the moral of the story is hit both of them up on IG. Follow those links to any other content that you need. Reach out if you need to reach out to them. Mm-hmm. Flair is a dope artist. I want to hear more from Flair. Can't wait for him to graduate and see what he's going to sound like after the fact. Ari, I appreciate you being on the show today. This has been another episode of the Hang at the House podcast. I'm your host, Mr. White Vision House Studios. And before we go, I don't know, but we know for anybody that's been listening to the show, we got to ask Ari the question. Is she team bacon or is she team chocolate? You can only have one or the other. You cannot have both for the rest of your life.
1: I definitely eat chocolate more than I eat bacon. So
0: I'm just going to go with that, even though that's a good Team Chocolate for the win. Once again, holla at us next time around. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Y'all be easy. And yeah, thanks again, Ari, for being on the show today. We're going to wrap up here in a minute. But that's a wrap for the day. Holla at us. Peace.